0: This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to This Naked Mind Podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, this is Annie Grace. I'm the author of This Naked Mind, and today I'm answering readers' questions, and I have a great question from Carmen. Carmen says, Hi, Annie. I'm very grateful for all the resources you provide in the Naked Mind Learning Center. Carmen is part of um, the Naked Mind Intensive, which is uh, kind of a, a group coaching program. You can learn more about that at this Naked Mind backslash intensive, but that's the learning center she's referring to. It's a clear indication of your commitment to helping others while creating lasting change in their relationship with alcohol. I have a question that I have not been able to find in the library. One of my triggers for heavy drinking is traveling on long international flights in business class. There's a chapter in you your book where you talk about how the stewardess in business class seem intent on getting the passengers as drunk as possible so that there'll be less trouble during the long flights. That has certainly been my experience. And in the past, I've been a willing recipient of more than my share of the free wine on board, as well as the free wine available in the business class lounges, before boarding and during layovers. I have my first business class trip since discovering this naked mine, coming in a few weeks and a second trip a few weeks after, and I'm concerned about being able to say no to the free wine and business class cabin and lounge. Any insider advice you can recommend would be welcome. Um, if if you've already addressed it, you can point me in the right direction. Thank you so much, Carmen. So this is a a great question and I'm going to expand it beyond business class to also things like all inclusives, um, open bars, stuff like that. And I think because the, the essence of it is, okay, you're giving me something for free. And so, because it's free, I have this, we have this thing in our psyche that says if we're given something for free and we say no to it, somehow we've, we've deprived ourselves. Like our, our status, our internal kind of compass goes down because we feel like, Oh, I didn't take advantage of something that was given to me. And so it's, it's kind of this bizarre thing. But what I really want you to focus on is what is the actual cost? Because there's an actual cost that's well beyond money, you know? And I think that there's two things at play here. Number one is this idea of it being free. And so if it's free, then it must be a good idea. How could I deny it? If it's free, I'll be missing out so much. I'll be losing money. I'll be losing somehow by saying no to something's free. And so you can reframe that pretty easily by saying, well, what is the actual cost? What is the cost of me having, you know, four or five, six, eight glasses of wine during my international trip? What is the cost to my body? What is the cost to my health? What is the cost in time that I'm going to have to spend recovering from, um, this, you know, drinking, like when I've actually landed, what is the cost and how bad I'm going to feel on the other side of this airplane flight, as opposed to how good I would feel if I was really well rested and well taken care of. So, so what is that? What does it really cost? And that kind of reframes the free. The second thing at play here, and this is really worth talking about is triggers and triggers happen because like any addictive substance, alcohol and any addictive substance, any substance of abuse, releases artificially high levels of dopamine in the brain. Now, artificially high levels of dopamine are interesting because dopamine is the learning molecule and it tells us that thing you just did, do that again. The thing that happens with dopamine is it imprints not only the minute that the dopamine is released, but your brain actually backtracks a little bit. It's like taking a full picture of everything that just happened. So the things that happened right before that dopamine was released are also imprinted so that you can learn to more effectively find sources of that dopamine in the future. So when we're talking about being on um, a business class flight, for example, everything is going to be pre-triggering that dopamine release saying, "Oh." Dopamine is coming. This is coming. Like, this is a good thing. So, getting on the flight, getting sat down, having the menu handed to you, buckling up, even hearing the announcement, you know, having somebody walk by at the car, all of these things are triggering this part of the brain that says, oh, this artificially high level of dopamine is coming. And then when you say no and it doesn't come, it can be a really big letdown. The key about that is just understanding that that is a neurochemical thing that's happening inside your brain. That's how triggers work and it's simply because you've drank in that circumstance before, this would be the same for any circumstance where you've drank before, the first time you do it, it's gonna be a little bit bumpy, it's gonna be a little bit rough. The next time you do it, it's not even gonna be as noticeable. The third, fourth, fifth time you do it, it's gonna be completely out of your consciousness. The first time I didn't drink on an airplane, number one, I'd made a very, very firm decision, like I was not gonna drink, no matter what. Um, I wasn't gonna go into it, and this is another really key point, You cannot go into these flights, you cannot go into that all-inclusive vacation saying, okay, I'm gonna see how bad it gets, I'm gonna see how bad my craving gets and then I might have a drink. If you do something like that, if you say maybe, that's basically like saying yes. You have to make a decision beforehand and I highly recommend you tell somebody else about your decision so it's not just you on the hook. If you make a decision beforehand and then you tell a friend, you say, look, my intention is not to drink on this flight, call me when I land and just check in with me and see if I did that. Then when the craving gets intense, when that dopamine um, pre-trigger is happening, you can be like, oh, but I'd have to tell my friend. And that can really just disrupt your pattern so that you can more easily say no. And the thing about it is with any new experience, once you get through this one time, it's incredible how much easier it gets exponentially easier every single time. Because in that one time, you've told your brain, look, dopamine's not here. This artificial level of dopamine isn't here. Um, Another just very practical tip, especially for an all-inclusive or a business class or anywhere where there's free drinks, take advantage of the free drink just with a non-alcoholic version. So one thing I did on business class my first few trips is they have Dasani lime, which is a lime flavored sparkling water. And I would order that with an actual lime and with cranberry juice. And it comes in like a fancy cup and it tastes really good. It's really nice. It doesn't have a lot of sugar. They can keep pouring you those all night long. And then that really satisfies that kind of need for something in your hand. And you can do the exact same thing. You know, look at the cocktail menu at a all-inclusive resort or on the business class flight, find something that looks really good and just say, hey, instead of the alcohol, we just substitute whatever the alcohol was with club soda. And all of a sudden you've got this great tasting cocktail, but it doesn't have any alcohol in it. And you don't feel like you're missing out on that free aspect of things that we sort of started with. So just to recap, number one, count the real cost because yes it's free but there's huge costs on the other side so count the real cost become really aware of that number two understand that because you haven't done this before you're going to be running up against that trigger that you know looking for the dopamine and when you don't provide it it might be a bit bumpy but making a firm firm decision and getting that decision kind of cemented with somebody else having somebody else keep you accountable i call it positive peer pressure is really really powerful and then number three say yes to something that's really good. I remember the first few times I um, I would never say yes to the ice cream. On business class, I had like usually this ice cream Sunday thing where you get all your toppings and um, all this very fancy sort of dessert. And I would always say yes to the wine, but no to the ice cream. That was kind of like the way I stayed healthy and which is ridiculous in hindsight, by the way. But my first few trips, I would say no to the wine, but I would say yes to the ice cream. Yes, please. And yes, I want the cherries. And yes, I want the nuts. And yes, I want the chocolate sauce and the caramel sauce and everything else. And so, you know, really do because another aspect of this is this idea of indulgence. So really do indulge yourself sort of somewhere else. So Anyway, that is my advice for these situations where wine is presented free, alcohol is presented free, um, and then we feel like we're missing out is just, I mean, at the crux of it to really, really count the real cost because it is absolutely not free. So thank you so much. Such a good question and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Are you ready for a deep dive and truly lasting change? If so, you might consider my intensive program. It's a nine-week self-led program that you can do in the complete comfort of your own home, and it will truly transform your relationship with alcohol. If you want to learn more about this, go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash intensive. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.